Welcome to Creative Biolab Science Channel. As an experienced expert and reliable partner, Creative Biolabs is proficient in lipid-based drug delivery and functional liposome development. With versatile methods, diverse products, superior quality, and fast turnaround, we are confident to provide optimum solutions tailored to boost your R&D projects. Dear friends in the audience, you are welcome to listen to our program on time every Saturday night. As our sharing guest, Dr. Smith came to our program today as promised. There is a lot of interesting knowledge waiting for us to explore. I believe everyone is looking forward to his arrival. Let's welcome Dr. Smith with warm applause. Would you say hello to our audience, Dr. Smith? Good evening, everyone. Good evening, Beth. It is quite nice to see you again. Thank you for your invitation. I'm very excited to be here. In the last episode, we discussed some findings on the mechanism of gene transfection in vivo. In general, because the in vivo environment is very complex and there are many factors that affect the liposome down complex, there is no precise mechanism to describe the process of in vivo transfection. Today, we will focus on various parameters and steps that affect the transfection process. Cationic liposomes have many uncertainties in gene transfection. Different cell lines, times, structures, and ratios may result in different transfection effects. This indicates that cationic liposome-mediated gene transfer is affected by many factors. Why don't we first talk about the factors that affect the transfection efficiency of cationic liposomes? First, the structure of cationic lipid molecules has a prominent effect on gene transfection. Cationic liposomes are usually composed of a single cationic amphiphilic compound and a neutral lipid, the former also known as cytofectin. For example, due to the presence of ether linkages in DAPMA, the transgenic efficiency mediated by it is about 10 times higher than that of DAPA. In order to obtain cationic liposomes with high transfection efficiency, researchers developed and synthesized many cytofectins with novel structures. Most researchers believe that the chain length of the polyamine, the structure of the steroid, and the shape and positioning of the hydrophilic and hydrophobic groups can influence the transfection of the polyamine cholesterol derivative cytofectins. The preparation of cationic liposomes also has an effect on transfection efficiency, right? In what ways is this reflected? On the one hand, the composition ratio of cytofectin to neutral lipid is an important factor. On the other hand, the solvent prepared also plays a role. For example, liposome suspensions prepared with water and different ingredients have higher transfection efficiency than emulsions under serum-free conditions. In the presence of serum, the opposite was true, and liposome emulsions made with squalane had the highest transfection efficiency. In addition, cationic liposomes prepared in the presence of fatty acids have higher transfection activity. I see what you mean. How does the ratio of components of the genosomes affect transfection efficiency? It is thought that transfection works best when the charge ratio of liposomes and plasmids is one or more. During in vitro transfection, the optimized charge ratio is often greater than one, while in vivo transfection the ratio is better to close to one. Some researchers believe that a constant liposome DNA complex concentration is more conducive to transfection. Low concentrations of complexes did not improve transfection efficiency, possibly due to the loss of active components due to the dilution of the medium. 
What's more, in vivo memory transfection, a high ratio of liposome DNA complex was injected intravenously to obtain better transfection efficiency. In contrast, direct intertissue injection requires a low ratio. That makes sense. So, what about the type of transfected cells affecting the transfection efficiency? It is well known that the shorter the time for a cell population to proliferate, the faster the cells will divide, such as tumor cells. In this case, it is easier for the genosomes to enter the cell, so the transfection efficiency is higher. In vivo, vascular endothelial cells, macrophages, and monocytes are the most easily transfected cell types. In terms of tissues and organs, the lung is 10 to 1,000 times higher than others, such as the liver, spleen, and kidney. This may be related to the easy deposition of the genosome when passing through the pulmonary capillaries. When researchers used liposomes to transfect 12 different types of cells, they found that the stronger the endocytosis, the higher the transfection efficiency. Furthermore, cells in interphase uptake more cationic liposomes through endocytosis than cells in mitosis. As we discussed previously, cationic liposome-mediated gene transfection differs markedly between in vivo and in vitro. The low efficiency of gene transfection in vivo is mainly due to the existence of many interfering factors in the body. Could you please elaborate on what this part is about? After the genosomes enter the body, they will interact with some substances outside the cell. This affects their physical chemical properties and reduces transfection efficiency. These substances include blood components, extracellular media, mucosal secretions, and the like. For example, albumin adsorbs to the genosomes, reducing the charge repulsion between the complexes, causing the complexes to aggregate and deposit on capillaries. It has been suggested that DNA may be released prematurely from the complex during gene transfer in vivo. On the one hand, some extracellular substances with anionic groups, such as heparin, can bind to cationic liposomes. On the other hand, some extracellular substances with cationic groups can bind to negatively charged DNA, thereby breaking down the complex. In addition, the routes of transfection in vivo, such as intravenous, arterial, local injection, and aerosol inhalation, all have disadvantageous factors on the transfection efficiency. For example, the genosomes have been taken up by the reticuloendothelial system during intravenous injection, the genosomes are damaged by aerosol inhalation, and the intratumoral local injection lacks selectivity. Overall, the main difference between in vitro and in vivo experiments is the stability of the genosomes in biological fluids and their pharmacokinetics and biodistribution. Large differences between cells in tissues and cells in culture where simple changes in a cell's confluency can greatly affect its phagocytic behavior. Does this mean that by taking into account parameters such as stability in blood, pharmacokinetics, biodistribution, and internalization properties of cells in culture, the in vivo application of the system can be correlated with in vitro results? What implications does this have for developing more efficient genosomes and expanding their medical applications? Exactly. We believe that as the factors influencing all these steps are better understood, better genosomes will be developed. New genosomes may carry specific ligands for specific uptake as well as other agglutination, fusion, cleavage, and targeting molecules or groups. 
These molecules can complement or complement cationic lipids, polycations, polypeptides, lipopolypeptides, positively charged polyelectrolytes, block copolymers, and the like. In addition to active transport, decomplexation, and recomplexation of DNA with endogenous cationic species may also be important. In addition, DNA can also be redesigned to impose cell specificity, nuclear targeting, and expression duration. Following these improvements, we are confident that transfection rates will be further improved as gene therapy becomes an accepted treatment modality. Gene therapy using lipid vectors will become a feasible medical approach. That is all. So much for our content today. Thanks to Dr. Smith for his wonderful science popularization. Thank you for listening. There will be more interesting knowledge waiting for us in the next program. See you next time. Thank you. I hope we will see you next time.